Radio Newark, the home of Radio Newark Sport. Weeknights from 7. Radio Newark Sport. Brought to you with Smith's Timber Merchants. For all your fencing, decking and DIY needs on Appleton Gate, Newark. Visit smithstimber.co.uk. Tonight, in a changed, unfortunately, from the advertised programme, we haven't got Gary Atwood with us tonight. He has a family illness and he's currently at King's Mill. Our best wishes go, obviously, to Gary and um, and his family. So, it was a special treat. What have I got for you? We're going dragon boat racing with... Uh, we're going to join forces with The Breakfast Show um, and talk about a wonderful event that's happening in front of the castle on the Trent on Sunday with one of our breakfast show hosts actually in one of the boats the twins and graham are back as the track season ends and the cross-country season looms i'm mick bradley he's tony smith this is the renowned newark sport and quite honestly anything could happen <laughs> in the next hour <laughs> But let's start with the bit I have scripted, and that's the local headlines. Farndon Colts began life in the Nazi Youth League Under-18 Premier Division. Will you stop laughing? In a 3-2 victory over Ollerton. Always good to beat Ollerton. Elliot Burrell scoring a brace. Last season's Under-17s champions, Long Bennington. Well, they started with a 3-all draw against Radcliffe. Unfortunately... That's three times I've used that word tonight. There will be no Farndon Newark local derby this season as the Blues have been put in Division 1. But they got off to a good start with a 5-4 victory over Arnold. A great Sunday morning for the Bass Brothers. Finley coming home first in the combined under-14s and under-16s, while Leo got second in the under-12s cycle racing at Darley Moor. It was a difficult season for HP Colts getting back to football. Ah, they got relegated to the under-16s Division 2, but they started with a 6-0 win, which will make them feel so much better. Newark Athletic Club's Zoe Smith competed in the Umberside Open over the weekend, and she came away with a gold in the hurdles, silver in the 200 metres, and a big personal best in the 100 metres. While Finlay Cranish finished the Midlands BMX Championship, in the semi-final position needed to finish in the top four to make the final but he finished sixth but it's still been a cracking season for our young BMX star and Amelia Crispin had a mixed weekend at the National Junior Triathlon Championships Saturday saw her having to retire for the first time ever from an individual event suffering from the after effects of a cold but 24 hours later she was back out helping her relay team finish fourth and finally, Newark Rugby Club's senior youth team got their season off to a winning start by beating Arundel 32-12 at Kellam Road. Yep, I think winter's on the way back. And uh, let me get this one in straight away. The thoughts you're now going to be ears of, of Tony Smith, not of Mick Bradley and not of Radio <laughs> Newark. Time now for the big news story of the day in something we call Top Story with Tony. I choose a subject and he gives his expert answer on it. And, of course, this is a bit like lighting the blue touch paper. <laughs> Arise, Sir Geoffrey. Uh, well, <clears throat> behave. It's basically like Marmite. You either love him or uh, or you don't. And um, when I was when I was seventeen, I loved him to bits, and we decided to knock off school uh, from Bradford Grammar School and go and attend Headingley and the day's play England Australia, when the possibility was very strong that Jeff Boycott would um, get his. 100th century uh, in in the Ashes match at Headingley. Uh, it, it was very unlikely to happen again ever, something of that magnitude. And so we skipped school. And unfortunately, being uh, 17 wet behind the ears kids, uh, we managed to go to the off licence, 
but what we mistake the mistake that we actually made was that we took a massive great bed sheet with us with uh, a rise Sir Jeffrey boycott written on it and um what was that forty years ago forty two years ago uh, it's, it's, it's taken a while to come round, but, uh, you know, 42 years on, we were, we were actually proved right. But, <clears throat> you know, unfortunately, on the highlights package on television at night time, our uh, form teacher was watching it and saw these four lads from his class who had been off with uh, Vetus Gerolitis that day. Uh, unfortunately, um, the, uh, it, it, he saw us on the highlight package and each of us got four hours' detention. For, for being at Headingley to witness that occasion. So in those days, yeah, I write Sir Geoffrey. These days, <clears throat> having met him on a number of occasions and heard very various stories about him, and heard him on the radio and television many times spouting forth on how uh, cricket should be played and how uh, fielders should be able to catch balls that his mother would catch in her penny and all the rest of it, is a bit wearing and, uh, you know, sort of... Today there was an awful lot of um, counter-arguments about whether he should be knighted. Um, 25 years ago he was in the court case in France and um, basically got uh, found guilty of, 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 of punching his girlfriend. Uh, and um, when questioned about that by a member of the press today, um, he said uh, basically, that was 25 years ago, I couldn't give a toss. That sort of answer, should unite a man for that? You know, woman beating and uh, clearly unrepentant. I don't know so much. I'll leave it open for you to work out what your own thoughts are that if Geoffrey Boycott should or should not have been knighted. Um, on the same day, Andrew Strauss was knighted. <laughs> and I his ex-coach, Andy Farrell, says, I cannot think of a man more worthy of this honour. As a player, he was tough and resilient. As a captain, he was balanced with a fair hand. And moral, and a moral compass with compassion and empathy that meant he was loved and respected in the dressing room by his players and his staff. In other words, he's an all-round nice guy, and I know he's been through an awful lot with his yeah. wife passing yeah. away. But I've got this, you know, people who are good enough to play sport should they get knighted for? Um, just being good at sport should a singer be knighted for being good at singing should mm. we have sir tom jones or dame shirley bassey i i you know i i really can't get my head around it but i i the jeff boycott thing i, I i'm compelled by what tony said yes i i, I realize that and you know if you want to be realistic about this jeff boycott played for jeff boycott oh yeah he didn't play for england he yeah. played for jeff Boycott. and if it took jeff boycott five days to score that ton and kill the match. He would have scored that ton hmm. at, at Edinley on that on that day. Um, so, yes, he was a good batsman. I've got no doubt about that. But you know, Jeffrey played for Jeffrey. Strauss is probably a very nice man. I've got no doubt he is, and I, I feel so sorry for what he's been through at such a young age. Hmm. Is that worthy of a knighthood? Alistair Cook was that worthy of a knighthood when, hmm. in my world and things that i'm interested in you went somewhere when you was on holiday for somebody you didn't get a knighthood you said to me when you found out i was going to cromer well i hope you're going to go visit the museum dedicated to cromer's most famous son and i did uh, go to the henry blog museum and um this guy spent 50 years on the lifeboat at cromer and saved 841 lives and, you know, you are talking then, not a modern-day super-duper or all-singing, all-dancing, self-writing, 25-knot lifeboat. You're talking about an, an open, glorified rowing boat. That he had to row himself. That you had to row yourself. Mm. Um, and saved 841 uh, lives. I mean, are, are we getting <clears> on, the <throat> on the moral eye ground here by saying that, you know, there's more of a case for Henry Blogg than there is for Geoffrey Boycott? Yeah, too, right. And... These days, knighthoods and such honours are devalued by giving it to just anybody. You've got, you know, to have something very, very special about you. Sir Edmund Hillary, 
1953, conquered Everest for the first time. Yeah, fair does, mate. Have a gong. Jeff Boycott played cricket for Geoffrey Boycott. Uh, all Nottinghamshire fans probably know Geoffrey Boycott for his running out of Derek Randall at uh, Trent Bridge. But when somebody ran out Jeff Boycott and he was watching from the balcony and somebody was... The same guy that ran him out was getting a lot of runs. Jeff Boycott just sat there, not thinking, my team's doing really well. He just said, he's scoring my runs. You know, and that sums up the man better than a hundred hundreds. I think we both agreed that knighthoods for sports stars are... And singers. And singers come about too easily. Yeah. So um, let's just... That's just, let's just have a yes and no competition, shall we? Okay. Bobby Robson. Yes. Why? Because he was a remarkable man that touched the lives of so many people, and he was an institution. And I met him at the Albany Hotel at Nottingham while he was England manager, and he just exuded greatness in the same way that probably if you met the Pope, you would think, oh, yeah, it is the business. So Bobby Robson, yes, because he was just a fantastic person. Ian Botham, yes, not because of his cricket, although that was wonderful, and no one will forget Headingley 81. It's funny how these things keep coming back to Headingley, isn't it? All great things happen in Headingley. I was born in Headingley. But what That's I'm saying... the exception <laughs> to the rule. <laughs> what I'm saying is, um, Ian Botham deserved his, his knighthood because he was a wonderful, wonderful cricketer. Trevor Brookin. Yeah, but let's just... On, on Ian Botham. Okay, right. Because you'd finished. of the magnificent you sh- charity you work. quiet for a minute. His magnificent charity work that he did. Yes, that's cricket plus isn't it absolutely fantastic yeah. and any man who can break a bed during sex you've just got to think he was a fantastic character where's that come from <laughs> Ian Botham did that in West Indies okay <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Trevor Brookin um, I'll have to I'll have to do a I'll have to take a Robert Wildman amendment on that one <laughs> Because, yeah, he's, he's done a fantastic amount for football as well as being an impeccable sportsman. You see, at the moment, you're saying yes to almost every single one that I've... Yeah, but... I've mentioned. Elton John, Tom Jones, Dame Shirley Bassey, why? Well, I was talking about sports people, actually. Yeah, yeah. but, but yeah. you know, it's, it, that's um, not getting into that thing. Yeah. You know, um, is it undervalued these days? Yes. Andy Murray. Oh, come on. No. Why? He won Wimbledon. The first British man to win Wimbledon for 70-odd years. Well, that's only because of the Wimbledon, you know, committee's incompetence, isn't it? What do you call an English person in the second round of Wimbledon? An umpire. You know, it's just because they haven't got a clue on how to run a sort of sport. But, um, you know, that's that's down to the LTA being rubbish. Andy Murray was a one-off. But then again, he's got this fantastic upbringing, OK, apart from Dunblane. But, you know, I mean, um, his mum, you know... <laughs> I feel sorry for Jamie and all this. <laughs> Got for sobers. Yes, of course. Because he played for knots. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Richard Adley. <laughs> well, he wasn't such a great cricketer as as as, uh, as as Sir Garfield was he? You see, he was. You could argue he's New Zealand's greatest ever cricketer. Oh, yeah, New, New Zealand's greatest And New ever. Zealand are the Commonwealth, so yeah, why yeah. why should he not be? But um, but when I say, when, when you met Bobby Robson, Richard Hadley, Sir Richard Hadley, um, was the first person I ever interviewed for the Newark Advertiser. Uh, it was his benefit match for Knotts at Kaythorpe Cricket Club. And I met him, and talk about exuding greatness, when he looked at you, oh, he didn't say the wrong word, Clive Rice, <coughs> another one, when he looked at you, whoa, if he says it was Tuesday, it was Tuesday. Incredible, piercing blue eyes that just sort of bore a hole in your head. I mean, I'm so pleased I didn't go giving out knighthoods to England's World Cup performance, which saw him get to a semi-final after beating four pub teams. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I, I do think that was uh, a vastly overrated. But I think that was enjoyed by the public because of the incompetence of uh, the England football team 
since 1966, and I still think 66 was a bit dodgy. So, uh, yeah, that's probably coming from a Scotland fan. But, I mean, um, <clears throat> it's, it's just, um, you know, when... The, the way that knighthoods are done is comparable to Scotland winning th in 1967, winning 3 2 at Wembley, and then the Scotland, the, the, the Tartan Army announced that we are now world champions because we've beaten the team that won the World Cup. You know, and, and that's how knighthoods these days are dished out. So, apart from Andy Murray, has there ever been another Scotsman knighted for sport? I don't know. There's a question. I don't know, it's a very good question. I'll let you think on that one. Not not for sport. I mean, Sean Connery springs to mind. Oh yeah, but he should be. Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, I know you're going to be he's an actor and all that, but I mean, but, he but is, he is a very special. Yeah, he played for Bonnie Bonnie Rig <laughs> Bonnie Rig Rose Bonnie Rig Rose. So he should be. <laughs> sorry. Right. Okay. Um, we're, we're actually going to do on on a Thursday night the the greatest four sporting nights. Yeah. So we'll do that one. Um, just. Um, <sighs> As I said, we should have, um, Gary should have been here tonight. And what Gary is actually coming in to talk about, and one hopes he can still be able to to carry this out, is that um, next week he's um, he's taking part in in on the tall ships. Uh, if you recall, um, the YMCA announced that they're on the lookout for community champions to take part in the charity seafaring adventure. Well, it, it, it's on the go. Josh Burkett went on the first one mm, um, mm. between Portsmouth and and Plymouth. Anyway, anyway they've partnered with the Tour Ch Ships Youth Trust to host a relay-style sailing challenge around the UK coastline. Eight crews of volunteers from Newark and Sherwood are taking to the waves on from four to six days, and they're going to eat and sleep and live on board, all in aid of raising funds for the YMCA community and activity village in Newark. And, of course, Gary's team, RHP Colts, play on there. They're actually sponsored by the YMCA. So Gary um, is doing next week's leg, as is Stephen Crawford. <laughs> as is um, Damo Parkinson. All right. So they're all going on it, although Damo did promise to ring us on Monday night. But it's between Inverness and Grimsby. So the best of luck to them, because I can see what the weather's going to be like out there. I, I, you know, we really do hope that Gary gets on it. And they are raising money for the charity. So um, if you just go onto the Newark YMCA page, the Activity Village page, you can donate um, for Gary, for Damo, for Biscuit, and for anybody else that's um, <laughs> going on there. And uh, we'll try and get hold of him when he comes back. I mean, the headline tonight, and I still don't know the answer to this, we'll find out when it's all finished. Will Gary Atwood be Ross Poldark, or will Gary Atwood be Uncle Albert? <laughs> Me thinks it's probably more like Uncle Albert. It's been too long since we last caught up with the Twins for a Newark AC update, so they're going to have an awful lot to talk about, and we are very honoured tonight because we have Tilly and we have Lauren. Here we go, ladies. Welcome back, and it's all yours. Thank you. So, at the start of the summer, we had the last summer league, which was at Traversal, and we saw Chloe Hubbard, who was the second female back on the night, and she, was the, she came first overall and got gold, and... Ella Hancock got second overall and I got third overall for our age group. Um, Ella Hancock... Oh, um, we also had, in the men's, we had Tim Bagley, who was the first Newark home, followed by Tom Hubbard, Lee Braithwaite, Gareth Owens, Ryan, John Comby and Gareth Bagley. Um, but no medals for the men overall, but well done to them all. Then we also had some excellent running in the Newark Half Marathon. And in the fun run, we said, well done to Josh Clee, who won. And in the half marathon, we saw loads of good results. We had Chloe Hubbard, who came third, in a time of 1 hour, 20 minutes and 31. And that is a new club record. Amber Owens got a time of 1 hour and 29 minutes. Gareth Owens, 1 hour, 35 minutes. Matthew Pito, 1 hour, 51 minutes. Ryan Shield, 1 hour, 53 minutes. John Combe, 1 hour, 58 minutes. Lauren Owens, two hours, three minutes. I got two hours, three minutes as well. Jackie Durs, two hours, seven minutes. And Emma Pito, two hours, nine minutes. So well done to everyone in the half marathon. We also had great results for Amelia Crispin in the Midlands Athletics Championships at a very windy Nuneaton. Gold in the 1500 metres in a large field of 18 runners. So brilliant, well done to her. 
and we had a fabulous PB for Oliver Crampton, who competed in the 3,000 metres, and he got his first ever sub-10 minutes of 9 minutes and 58 seconds, so well done for him. And he also did a the Sheffield Steel Cup and got a time of 4 minutes and 50 seconds in the 1,500 metres, so well done to him. Um, we had the Bosnian Bash, which was only a few weeks ago, and we had a well done to Ollie Carrington, who came in 6th place, Chloe Hubbard, 23rd, Ollie Crampton, 30th, Thomas Hubbard, 34th, Carl Braithwaite, 71st, Lee Braithwaite, 77th, Celia Davis in 151st, Richard Peach in 181st, and then John Comby in 211th. So a big thank you to Bill for organising that event. And another well done to Amelia Crispin, who came 5th in the 1500 metres race at the England Athletic New Balance Championships in Bedford. So well done to her. Um, also, a well done to Olivia and Tim for the triathlon. Olivia came second, so a fabulous well done to her. And Tim came 41st. And then we had Zoe, who's been doing a lot of competing recently. And she scored a new club record in the 70-metre hurdles. And then she also scored a big PB in the 100 metres and the 200 metres. So well done to her. And finally, we had the new members who... Um, Jan Bailey and he competed in the Saxby 5k and got a time of 16.45 and also Simon Roberts who got 18.18 and Adrian Dix coming back after a strong injury and he got 18.19 so it'll be good to see them in the cross country in the cross country races and then Sharon Clay got sub two hours in the Great North Run and she has been training for the last 14 weeks to try and do that so brilliant well done to her as well it's fantastic, and you got all you got to look forward to now is the cold and the wet of the cross country season. <laughs> We've still got the combined events championships next weekend. All ah, right, so you've you, you've got one last um, one, one last, last go. Race, yeah. <coughs> Brilliant. Thanks, girls. That's all right. See Thank you. Bye bye. The wonderful Lauren and Tilly, and you've started something with these nighthoods, haven't you? They've messages are going mad here and uh, big thanks to the ones that's actually messaged in. Football in nighthoods include apparently. Trevor Brookin, Matt Busby. You can say yes or no. Matt, yes. Bu- Matt Busby. Yes, yes, yes. Bobby Charlton. Yes. Charles Clegg. Charles Clegg. Thought by some to be the first man knighted to services to football in 1927. I ain't got a clue. Kenny Delgleish. Yes. Why? Apart from him being a jock. Hillsborough. Right, okay, fair comment. <sighs> we'll never agree on this one. Alex Ferguson. Move on. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Finney, Jeff Hurst, Stanley Matthews, Bert Millerchip. No. German Football Association. Exactly. Move on. (laughs) Alf Ramsey. No. Dave Richards, Chairman of the Premier League. No way. Bobby Robson. Yeah. Stanley Rouse. No. Walter Winterbottom. No. Longest ever England manager. No, so what? Pelly and Honorary Knighthood. Jimmy Arm, I'm on CBEs now. So that's Nitals. There's your football Nitals. We're going to go on and do cricket ones a little bit later on at some stage. But most of them, you got a yes, didn't you, really? Yeah. You did? Now, come yeah. on. You can, it was big, big, big grudging, but you got you got a yes. Well, they did a bit... I mean, like uh, like Matt Busby did far more than manage Manchester United, didn't they? Oh, Christ, yeah. It, it, yeah, yeah. You've got what happened at Munich. I mean, you know, the administrators did a job. But I mean, they're doing a job. Uh, yeah, the, the the administrators know, but people like Matt Busby, I mean, were magnificent. Right, coming up next, we're going to talk um, dragon boat racing. And um, while Tony <coughs> doesn't does his receptionist job, I'm Sir Mick Bradley. He's Sir Tony <laughs> Smith, and you are listening to the Unique Radio New at Sport. I was spelling Sir live on FM and DAB <laughs> with our friends at Smith Timber. Don't forget, if you missed any of our shows, Hello. simply go to the Radio New York website, look under the podcast section, and listen away. You've now got 432 hours to listen to, and if anybody actually gets through all 432 hours, then quite frankly, they, or you, also deserve to be knighted. You certainly d- deserve something. A water spectacular descends on newark this sunday um we're going dragon boat racing um with the backdrop of um the castle so obviously you know you're in on riverside park 
um, and uh, the backdrop is the castle. It's not the first time we've had dragon boat racing in Newark, but it is the first time that um, our breakfast show team have been involved in dragon boat racing. I say our breakfast show team, I'm talking about the good-looking one of our breakfast show team that's involved in it. No, I've got Vicky um, on. You, oh, no, you've got me. <laughs> <laughs> um, and as Tony has just quite rightly said, he's got Vicky on. Vicky Cousins, uh, our wonderful breakfast show host, or should I say Dame Vicky Cousins, because... Uh, <laughs> Well, wor- wor- working with the other half of the breakfast show <laughs> team, she she deserves some sort of a gong. It's definitely, oh, definitely a yes with Vicky, yeah. <laughs> so, so um, Dame Victoria Cousins, to give you your full name, um, you're going dragon boat racing on Sunday. What's that all about? Uh, so the dragon boat returns to Newark this weekend. Um, we're raising money for Bowman House and the Children's Bereavement Centre. Uh, I believe that originally the intention was to get 14 teams together, and we've actually now got 30 teams competing on Sunday. Right. Um, And it just so happened that Mr Smith can remember the last time Dragon Boat Racing came to Newark. Yeah, I I, I was actually in the the Dragon Boat Racing um, for the Newark Advertiser team many, many years ago, and um, how, how we didn't drown was a miracle in itself. This is just to cheer you up, by the way. Yeah, but I am petrified of going in the trend. I've already been there once now, on a, a challenge you sent me on before. The, yeah, the last time that we um, we put Vicky on the trend, um, <laughs> Matt and Vicky went out with the four A's. The, oh. the wonderful Julie Gray and the four A's. It wasn't a ducking stool. No, 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 oh. no. What, what Matt, which was very underhand and devious, forgot to tell Vicky is that he <laughs> Duncan knew him before. Vicky hadn't. What you forgot to tell me is that you were putting us in a racing kayak as well. Well, yes. Um, <laughs> but as it turned out, it was the River Trent 2, Victoria nil. Yeah, I think I spent more more time underwater. <laughs> so what? whatever possessed you to get back into a boat on the river? Well, you know me, I like a challenge. Um, and I was a little limited with what challenges I could do um, after having surgery. So the Dragon Boat ticked that box, and it's, it's phenomenal. The team I'm on, um, it's Carrie that put it together, and it, it's all local businesses. So it, obviously including Radio Newark, um, I've got APT Legal joining me, Grey Paints, Future Cloud, Buttercross Estates, Made by Me, Back to Life, SL Family Law, Future Prospects Group, Shooting Star, and Newark and Sherwood District Council. So we've literally, as Newark businesses, just all joined together. What a team. Uh, you can, if you actually go onto Facebook, you can act, act, have, have a look at the, one of the, the, the practice sessions, which for some inexplicable reason seems to be <laughs> taking place on dry land. Well, we decided we'd have, we'd have a go after the business club. Is, is Sunday going to be the first time that you've actually got into a dragon boat then? Yeah. <laughs> I see no problem. We've, we, our team, we've watched lots of YouTube videos. So oh, well, there you go, then. We haven't seen any problem. I've watched a lot of YouTube videos, but that's an, we won't go down that line. It's a family show. Um, <laughs> and it hasn't helped so much. It doesn't. Positive thinking. Yes! Yes, I've tried that one as well. Um, okay. What time? Can anybody go and watch? What's what's the um, what's the time scale of the day? Um, so, in terms of the racing, round one will start at ten o'clock. Um, so you've got three rounds, and then obviously your final round, which will uh, be your semi-finals and your final. Um, in terms of competing, that starts at ten. Throughout the day, um, each race is about 15 minutes and there is three teams competing each time. Like I say, there's 30 groups, so it's going to be quite busy there. If the um, race also, is fi- so, sorry, if the race is 15 minutes, where are you racing from and to? Well, I don't quite know, to be honest. <laughs> I know it's near the castle and it's 200 metres. What, for 15 minutes? Yes. Tony's nodding his head. What? Because you spend most of it going well, round in circles well, because nobody knows what they're doing. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's not, honestly, we're just going to be that fast. You'll blink and we've got to the finish line. Right. Please tell me there are safety boats. <laughs> um, looking at the videos, we, we've all got uh, safety equipment as well, so we'll be fine. 
I, I would hope so. And the general public obviously can just come down to Riverside Park, and we hope they are going to come down to Riverside Park. Yeah, definitely. There is uh, Radio Note will be there all day as well, so there's going to be live music, there's school choirs performing, uh, different local bands, there's bounce about there, there's lots of food stores. So it, it's, they're trying to make it a really family fun day out, so it should be brilliant. Excellent. So everybody come down and um, and cheer on. Cheer on the business club dragon boat. And I've made no comments at all about dragons in a boat. Well, there's nothing to comment on. Of course there isn't. The winner. <laughs> right, time to get serious. Um, <laughs> you've had um, a summer to forget. You, I have. You've had knee problems um, for an awful long time. And at the end of it, the pain got that much. The surgeons decided that... They'd got to do something. They looked inside and it was, to be honest, a total mess. We'll come back to that one in a moment. But Vicky um, likes her sport and this is what we talk about on a regular basis on this show about make the best of playing your sport while you can because an injury could be just round the corner. Um, God forbid anybody gets injured. But you liked your running. You was playing for the rugby club ladies and it just stopped almost overnight didn't it first of all um how important was your sport to you vicky and how did you get over the fact that all of a sudden you couldn't do it a huge huge part of my life it it was kind of my my release my from my mental health point of view um obviously work is is work quite long hours quite stressful at times like with anybody so that that was my re- relief from uh, from a personal level with a relationship breakdown that was my channel so um and and absolutely loved it to go from from kind of being out every night to being out no night um was was a huge culture shock um which which did have quite a dramatic effect and still does to a certain level because i'm i'm now in recovery I, I did find alternative ways of kind of doing upper, upper body workouts but in the same respect, we have amazing running clubs and you can't go far without seeing a runner and then pulling that face. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I'm, I'm not suggesting for one minute, but I, I, I know you've championed the, the, the mental health issues that um, are, 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 are around and now people in sport are, are, are coming out, out and actually saying it and on this radio station, we, we don't hold, hold back on it. Um, y- your feelings on the day when what am I going to do tonight now because my sporting career is just finished yeah um, there, there are no words it, it's been a huge battle um, to be honest I've, I've sought help from a hypnotherapist um, to try and analyse different things I've taken up crochet to, to try and do different things with my time um, which has proved quite amusing to many people especially at Radio Newark but um, <laughs> But yeah, no, it's it, it going from kind of like I say every night to, to nothing has, has been has been tough. So I know Tony, you, you you're a great champion of. It's her, right? Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. I mean, uh, I've I've um, I've gone public with the struggles that I've had with um, with stress and anxiety problems and all the rest of it. And um, the way I mended it was. Um, <clears throat> gave up drinking for 240 days and, and that um, has uh, sorted my head out which I'm, I'm, I enjoy every second of every day as a result of that but, uh, and, and the way Vicky's gone through it is she had, she's had the operation they, she's not going to achieve the goal of running in a half marathon again which was on, on the bucket list because it was your knee was fairly non-existent when they got in there and had a look but you are now actively looking for sports to do, aren't you? Yes, po- I am. Positive yes. thinking. Definitely. Um, I got. I kind of uh, originally was told I'd have full recovery. So to learn last week that actually it's it's not going to be a full recovery, and running is one of those things that isn't going to happen, unfortunately. Um, I, I like a goal. I like a challenge. So my intention was to run the half marathon. Um, that obviously isn't going to happen. So I took to Facebook at the weekend to ask for inspiration. And did you get that inspiration? I did. So uh, I've got a few, quite a few suggestions, um, quite a few that involve cycling, which uh, is obviously going to be very good for my knee. Um, so, yeah, so uh, at the moment, as part of my rehab, that is 
to increase my cycling and to start building that up. I can currently cycle for about 12, 13 minutes at the moment. So it's going to be a little while before I'll be uh, cycling around Nottinghamshire as such. But um, nicely, I've got a few people that have said, OK, well, let's, let's do something together. So um, there's, a, there's going to be a team of us uh, looking to do some form of challenge together. If you was a little bit older, you'd have seen the advert. Can you ride tandem? <laughs> I tried that with Matt. Yes. Yes, I've tried working in unison with Matt before, yeah. <laughs> Vicky, the best of luck on Sunday. We're all going to be down there cheering you on. Please do try and keep dry this time because it the taste and the taste of the trend, I'm sure you got used to it last time, but you don't want to do that one again. And on a very, very serious note, um, it's not the best news that you're not going to make a full recovery but at least you are going to make a recovery and you can get yourself involved in sport once again and that's something that you love doing and we look forward to uh, reporting on whatever you do and i've got that 100 mile nottingham bike ride um i did see it on facebook and i've made a note of that one just to keep an eye on what you're doing i thought you might have done. <laughs> so uh, we we, uh, we look forward to see the progress on that one Thank you. Vicky, so much. Thank you for joining Radio New York Sport, and we'll talk to you again very soon. Thanks. Bye-bye. Thanks. Bye-bye. And, yeah, I mean, that proves, doesn't it, Tony, really, you know, even even to somebody like Vicky, um, sport is so important, <coughs> bang, it's gone. Yes. Yeah, um, I mean, the, there, are, there are many, many forms of mental illness, some far more serious than others. Uh, and then it shouldn't go unnoticed that we're having this conversation on what is uh, Suicide Awareness Day uh, nationally, and what that is doing is simply encouraging people to talk about all forms of mental illness. I mean, obviously, suicide is the sort of most desperate side of mental illness, <clears throat> and um, it's it's just it's basically very very important, and, and we're very fortunate in the modern day, that there's no embarrassment uh, attached to being able to talk about your problems in, in, in the open. And um, it's, it's very, very important because just a conversation can, can save lives. Take a, you know, I know it's easy to say, take, take a leaf out of Vicky's book, Positive Thinking. Too right. Positive Thinking, that's exactly what she's done and that's why she's going to do that bike ride. Did you realise that Alan Jackson was 48 years old yesterday? <laughs> And I met a young man tonight who told me he was 51, John O'Anley. Really? Yeah. You couldn't, just couldn't believe... I mean, John O looks 21, to be honest, but Jacko at 48 and John O at, at 51, two of my Newark sporting heroes. Yeah, it's, it's, it's basically every morning when I get up, I've got the mentality of a 15-year-old. And um, I just... I've got the outlook on a fi as a, of a 15-year-old every day. And then somebody says, how old are your daughters now? But to hear that Jacko is 48 and, and Jono is 51, I mean, I can remember them. Uh, you know, I, I, I was mates with them when they were, I won't say just starting out on the sporting careers, but certainly they made a very big impression with their sporting careers on my early working life. Yeah, there's um, both, both, both in their own individual ways, absolutely wonderful. And of course, Alan's still playing cricket. Yeah, and I'm still doing playing cricket well. and, and, and helping, as Eden told us the other day, help, help, helping Bolden to, towards that 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 championship. And some of the best footballing days I've ever been on has involved Alan and and of course the clown prince of Newark football, John. <laughs> Newark's very own Len Shackleton. Well, you can put... You, you put <laughs> I've seen him play in goal, I've seen him play at centre-half, I've seen him play at centre-forward, I've seen him play at left wing, and he was brilliant. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I know you're one of these that think there wasn't a football team at Flosir before 2015. Not at all, and you know that's rubbish. John O'Anley would walk into that team. Yeah, I mean, I, I've, I've been would watching... Would walk into that team I've been watching to, on, on, on Saturday, no problem whatsoever. I've been watching football at Flosir since uh, the middle 80s, and uh, they've had some fantastic footballers. You only need to think about people like Snowy White and, uh, and, and people of that calibre. Dave Mack as well, who's got the best left foot since Eddie Gray. 
you know, it's, I've, I've been at Flosser many, many years, and uh, what's happening now is wonderful, but they've got a very good legacy of football at that place. They most certainly have. Coming up next, it's Graham Welsh, another retainee tonight, uh, and he's going to give us all the new at Striders news. Okay, here we go, and um, we've already heard from the Twins for the first time in a few weeks, and uh, it's another one I'm really looking forward to, the return. And actually, the return from up north of Newark Striders and Mr Graham Welsh. Graham, welcome back. Oh, hi there. Um, Geordie accent tonight? No, not quite. Um, <laughs> my uh, wife comes from up there, so, uh, yeah, she's in charge of doing the Geordie accent in, uh, <laughs> in our, uh, our household. Brilliant. Well, um, it's all yours. Great. Yeah, we've had... Uh, a fairly quiet time since the uh, New York half. Obviously, I uh, uh, gave you the news after then, and we've had a few weeks off, and it really is probably the very quietest time of the year for uh, uh, for running in, in August, um, so New York half aside. Uh, last week, we had the Bassingham Bash, so a good club turnout there, and uh, during during the uh, last week, uh, on Thursday, you know, sort of 30 to 40 club members turn out for the ever-popular Bramley Challenge, which is at uh, Caythorpe in, uh, in Nottinghamshire and not Caythorpe in Lincolnshire, where one or two people inevitably uh, turn up every single year. On to the weekend, and it uh, starts off, as usual, with, with Park Run, and we had uh, a bit of a milestone at uh, Newark. One of our um, ever-present members, Nikita Padgett, uh, one of our run leaders, she did a 100th Park Run at Newark on Saturday and also got a personal best time as well, so a really good Saturday for, for Nikita and everybody else who was there celebrating that milestone with her. Further north, uh, gradually further north, as people were going up towards the Great North Run, we had uh, Stacey and Philippa did the Temple uh, Newham uh, Park Run on the way up uh, on the, way up the A1 there, and then uh, New, New Biggin by the Sea himself and uh, Gemma Latham were there. We were sort of uh, getting ready for the Great North Run the next day, which I'll go straight on to, actually. So there was eight of us uh, in the Great North Run this year out of the sort of 57,000 people or so who were registered for the event. Obviously, not everybody's there on the day, and not everybody who's there on the day finishes, but, uh, yeah, sort of 57,000 people signed up for the Great North Run, and eight of them Newark Striders. Yeah, first to finish was uh, Phil Clark, in a new personal best time of uh, 1 hour 44 minutes and 9 seconds. And, yeah, a great friend of Philippa, but wasn't living her quite so much when she came steaming past me uh, after about eight miles with a, a cheery hello uh, as she disappeared off into the distance. Uh, Ollie Crawley was the next one uh, to finish at one hour, 51 uh, minutes and 39 seconds, and then myself, one hour, 54 minutes and uh, 28 uh, seconds. Uh, our Stacey next, Stacey Atkins, two hours, 19 minutes and 19 seconds. Uh, Sarah Whitaker and Heather Green together in two hours, 47 and uh, 12 seconds. Gemma Latham, uh, 2 hours 52 and 34 seconds and a uh, debut in the half marathon for Nicole, Nic- Nicola Freeman uh, 3 hours 18 and 55 seconds so by definition a uh, PB and I asked Nicola how she found the event and she absolutely loved it fantastic uh, support by the roadside up there in the north east uh, yeah, I think you uh, probably gain calories during the race with all the jelly babies and uh, ice pops and sweets and, uh, and all the stuff that people are holding out in tubs by the side of the road. It's a fantastic crowd up there. It wasn't the only uh, half marathon that we were doing at the weekend, though. We had uh, seven of us down at, uh, towards Grantham doing the Newton's Fraction half marathon, which is a pretty uh, hilly affair. And uh, first to finish, Jean-Louis Balistra. Uh, one hour, 32 minutes and 55 seconds. It's a really good time there. And it's getting ever closer to one hour, 30 minutes, is uh, Jean-Louis. Uh, David Cross, one hour, 33 minutes and 52 seconds. Mark Turner, 1 hour 39 minutes and 58. Steve White, 1 hour 47 and 10. Steve Padgett, 1 hour 58 and 31. And the aforementioned Nikita Padgett, 2 hours 17 and 10 seconds, running with Helen McGrory, also finished uh, with the same sort of time. Um, also, we had at the weekend quite a bit going, actually. We had uh, David Daubney doing the Peak Trail Autumn Series. That's uh, just over 15 kilometres, and he did that in uh, 1 hour 37 minutes, which was uh, quick enough for a silver award. And then uh, over at Mablethorpe, the East Coast Classic 10K, uh, we had uh, four striders there. Amongst them, Matt Patterson, 55 minutes and 30, 13 seconds, a new PB for him. Uh, Nicole Henderson, 58 minutes and 42 seconds. Sarah Webb, and one hour and three minutes and five seconds. 
and uh, you notice the distances are coming down and the speeds are going up. So we had, uh, the sacks will be 5k, Dave Dews, 19 minutes and 44 seconds, Stephen Tomlinson, 24 minutes and 8 seconds, and finally, our probably fastest strider um, at the Bawtree Forest uh, Trail 11k, Lewis Hopkinson, he came uh, sixth overall in what's a uh, quite a well-attended event up there, just uh, south of Doncaster. He came sixth overall and second in his age group, 41 minutes and uh, seven seconds, I think it was. So a busy weekend, and I think we're getting back into it now. What's coming up next week? And we've got the Ponton Plod. So uh, that's down, uh, down again towards Grantham area. Uh, Ponton Plod's a few different flavours of that. Get 12, uh, 12 miles, uh, 17 miles or... 27-mile options on that race, and I think there's one or two striders doing that, so I'll tell you all about it next week. Lovely to have you back, Graeme, and thank you very much. Thanks, then. Thanks, Graeme. Bye now. Bye-bye. And 35 seconds into the England-Kosovo match, we have a first goal. It's England nil, Kosovo one. And what could follow that... Well, what could follow that, of course, is a Tony Smith story, and unfortunately... We've just got time for a Tony Smith story. Well, basically, the, the, the talk about Dragon Boat Racing. Uh, when the, uh, I was at the advertiser, we did a, a Dragon Boat Race uh, on the same stretch of water that Vic will be on. Uh, and uh, we had a work experience girl there that week called uh, Frankie Just Burke, uh, the daughter of uh, Errol Burke, who many will know in the town. And most people, when they come along to uh, do work experience, are very, very shy and uh, don't say boo to a goose. Frankie was here for a week and she never shut up. She was just non-stop chatterbox all the way through and there's people trying to do work. But, you know, she was just so lovable with it. You know, we just, let, we just went with the flow. And she was uh, a Great Britain junior rower uh, at the time uh, and um, but we hadn't got a clue what we were going to do in this dragon boat at the end of the week that she spent with us so um, we were wondering whether we should shout you know row and everybody rows obviously alternately going down the boat because you don't want to go around in circles you want to do it alternate so we just um, basically had a week of it going on and on and on and we were getting to the end of the uh, her working week and we said Frankie when you're rowing for Great Britain, what does the cox say to you? And um, Frankie said, well, basically, she just says, shut up, Frankie, for God's sake. <laughs> That's a great help. That's a Tony Smith story there. Almost time to perfection. It's now one all, by the way, England and Kosovo. And we're only eight minutes into the game. Raheem Sterling has equalised. Apparently, the, 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 the Kosovo goal um, came when Michael Keane decided to play a square ball across his penalty area. You know, what are you taught in infant school? I'm all for this playing the ball out, but what's the first thing that you're taught? Do not play it across your goal. That's got a ring to it, hasn't it, though? You know. Sir Raheem Sterling. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I mean, <laughs> that guy, if he carries on for the next 10, 15 mm. years, mm. that guy from being one of the most ridiculed, fo- unfairly... Unfairly ridiculed. Unfairly ridiculed footballers in in, 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 in England. Um, he was almost an aided figure, wasn't he? But the way that he has transformed... And, and obviously Pep Guardiola has made a, 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 played a major part in that. The way he's, has, he's transformed his career and his persona, but not only tackled racism head-on as well, he's a walking knighthood, is that lad. Absolute credit to his profession. Yeah, and, um, <laughs> you know, I, I, do think you pro- I do think you're probably right. Um, anyway, knighted for services to cricket... Sir Donald George Bradman. Got to be. Uh, I mean, there's there's hundreds of them, to be honest. Sir Pelham Francis Plum Warner. No. Sir Jack Hobbs. No. Just a good cricketer. Sir Len Hutton. Put up with boycott. There's a knighthood for that. Lord Cowdery of Tunbridge. No. Sir Alec Victor Bedser. No. Sir Alistair Cook. Absolute rubbish. 
And of course today, and, what, and while we're going on and on about it, it is Sir Geoffrey Boycott. I mean, he's the only person that's actually been called Sir Geoffrey for years and years, and now he's actually got this knighthood, which is splitting the cricket world well, almost as, in half, isn't it? As I say, 42 years ago, I was at Headingley when he got his 100th 100, and uh, on our bed sheet we dubbed a rice Sir Geoffrey Boycott. So it's your fault? It's taken 42 years for a Tony Smith prediction to come true, but these days I've got a bit of regret about it. And and if we were after nine o'clock, um, I'm sure Stuart Preston could give us his version. But well, we he can't, because we can't do it now, Mick, trust me, he's told me. Because he's coming <laughs> up next, so uh, uh, tune in to Stuart, obviously, from eight o'clock, but please make an effort at nine o'clock and he'll give you his opinion on <laughs> if Geoffrey Boycott should have been knighted or Geoffrey Boycott should not have been knighted. Um, very, very quickly, and remember, it is before eight o'clock, <laughs> we do welcome Stuart Preston every Tuesday night, of course, with his blue show, and Stuart, of course, is... Is a legend at Newark R&M Cricket, and um, every now and again he does join in on this show. Um, two nighters today, Stuart, both in the cricket world, Jeffrey Boycott and Andrew Strauss. You've got one minute to pass an opinion. Well, he wouldn't take that. <laughs> <laughs> not on, excuse me, not on Jeffrey Boycott. So, <laughs> for somebody who scored hundred hundreds, um, for somebody who's repelled the Australians time and time again. Or for somebody who is probably the most selfish sportsman you'll ever know. (laughs) (laughs) Basically, I just don't like the bloke. Let's go with Andrew Strassen. He's a nice guy. He's a nice guy. Should he beat Sir Andrew Strassen? Do you know, I don't know. I I, I just do not know why you, you become a sir and what you're expected to do. And No, I don't know. I, I think Tony hit the nail in the head at about ten past seven. I, I actually, these knighthoods are too easily given. So t- I, I can't. You know, I'm not knocking Andrew Strauss saying, "Oh, thank you, great." They're too easily but given. They're too and easily they given. Value the good people in the past who've been given them by you know, right. Cricket knighthoods to Garfield Sobers. Um, yeah, yeah. Sorry, in both of them, yes, but you know, some of the others, I don't know. Anyway, that's um a show that, uh, as you can probably work out, was thrown together at about five minutes' notice tonight. Um, our thoughts are with Gary. Um, let's just hope um, everybody is is um, is well. So a massive, massive big thanks tonight to the following. Dame Victoria Cousins, Sir Graham Welsh, Dame Tilly Owens, Dame Lauren Owens. And tomorrow night, we've got probably one that ought to be Sir Mike White um, coming up. Sir Stuart Preston. So you have nice him for services to cricket. Kids used to call me, sir. <laughs> <laughs> and Sir Andrew Channing. We'll see you again tomorrow night for another scripted Radio New York Sport. We-